Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, we want to welcome you, everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is December 4th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this is The Journey, which is our weekly discipleship time. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And in this book, he deals with offense, what it is, how to recognize it, and how to deal with it. We This week, we're mm -hmm. uh, reviewing chapters 12 and 13. Chapter 12 is called Revenge the Trap. And then chapter 13 is called Escaping the Trap. So let us have, who shall we have? Let's have Tamara, let's have you open us up in prayer. How about that? Yes, sure. <laughs> We're moving house. I just saw myself on the screen. <laughs> we can um, all laugh. <laughs> we can. It's the, it's, the, it's the thing. It's okay. Um, you, you look a lot better than we do, so it's, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we can stop, we can reflect on who you are and on the way you want us to live. And I just pray that for each of us today, that there will be the space and the, the peace to stop and receive, to hear from your Holy Spirit, to hear from your word and to encourage each other, to bind us together, Lord, as the song goes, with cords that cannot be broken. And I just pray blessing on each one of us here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And the spate of Satan book has been, it's, it's so good to go over again. I think I need to read this every year, if not every other day. But Fred was laughing so much he had to go get some tissue. It's a good thing that we can laugh about this kind of subject and get us all into a human place here. <laughs> but these two chapters, uh, for me, Father, I just ask us all to be very honest with uh, our discussions tonight. There's no other place to be on the, an issue like this. Particularly, I think, as I wrote in the thread, I, I do believe we're in the culture of um, Matthew 24, 10, where many will, uh, that deception will increase and many will betray one another. And we see it actually panning out before our eyes if you take any time to look at the news which I don't like to look at much these days I get the news from these sessions actually and it's more accurate and honestly it feeds my prayers but Fred did you want to say anything before no just I completely agree okay um I'll, I'll, I'll just couch discussion of these two chapters first that we are a few years ago, we went through a really very difficult test on all of this stuff. And, and I can relate very well to everything that he said in this in these two chapters, and it, just as a, coming from a personal experience. And God really highlighted all through that trial, um, Hebrews uh, 12, is it 14, 15? Yes, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. 
And I realized that this was a test for us. If we are going to come out of this and um, if we're going to influence anybody, by the way, leadership is influence, period. That's the definition. You, we can't be speaking from hearts that are defiled. Lest be the people we around us are impacted in a bad way. And that put the fear of the Lord in me in getting over this. And it took me, it took us, it took me uh, several years to get over it. But finally, I went through the process that, that he talked about praying for this person, like you'd want to pray for yourself, that they would be uh, filled with the fullness of God, that they would, God, you would prosper them and bring them into the place where they uh, are to be. And I continued to bless them. Uh, today and I'm not, I know that I'm free from any kind of hook that whole incident or series of events brought upon us. I'm not speaking from an empty, not having gone this way before uh, life. So what were the? But why don't you go over what the? The key lesson for me for the all this book is that the your authority. There's no way of gaining spiritual authority except going through the cross. It's not worth it to hang on to unforgiveness or your own self-righteousness. It's through the cross that we gain authority. So from chapter 12, the I again, I go back to the Hebrews 12, 14, 15 passage. Bitterness is a root. And if roots are nursed, it's water protected and fed and given attention and it pushes out any other root, including God's love. It's really vital that we recognize when that root of bitterness is coming in or that offense is starting to come in. And I think the first heralding sign of it is I'm right and they're wrong. And how frequently do, do we run into that in the body of Christ? I also wanted to say one thing that I'm hearing more and more of from the prayer movement and from leaders in the prayer movement is to be careful um, and how those who are active in the prayer movement handle their churches. That I'm hearing more and more where my pastor doesn't really understand what I'm going, what kind of ministry this is. They don't understand the prayer movement. They don't understand what I'm doing. And furthermore, they're really not interested in hearing about it. So what do you, when you say people, you're hearing people saying, be careful about your churches. What do you mean by that? I'm saying being careful about how you, handle the authority of the pastor in the church that must be held with respect and not to get into the point of degrading them or just you're you can you can't put up with it anymore and page 135 136 he says assistance to leaders in a church or let's say watchmen or prayer leaders those of you who are even generals in in your area in the in in the prayer movement can become offended by the person they serve. They soon become critical experts that all that is wrong with their leader or those who are he or she appoints. They become offended, their sight is distorted, and they see them totally different perspective than God's. And uh, for all of us, I this is going to become increasingly a reality um, in our churches. And we, I, I want to say as a, as a watchman that we must be careful about how we handle our churches and 
continue to respect and try to influence as much as we can the depth of prayer in our churches. Believe me, the time is going to come when they're going to turn to us and ask for help. When 9-11 happened in 2001, our pastors called us and asked us to come down and help us with, help with prayer. And they were looking to us to help lead in that time of turmoil. We're going to have more of those. I, I, this is a chapter where I feel like we just need to breach that, broach that topic. Yep, for sure. I The only thing that I have to add to that's different uh, is... <clears throat> I was struck by him staying on page by Bavir saying on uh, page 137, <clears throat> don't be afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal any unforgiveness or bitterness. The longer you hide it, the stronger it will become and the harder your heart will be. And I just feel like we, it is important that we, if we're not really sure, or we're wondering why somebody's bothering us or why we're avoiding somebody that kind of thing we I, it's there's nothing wrong with asking with saying lord am i is there am i hiding something or am i holding a grudge against this person and not knowing that and uh um and not only for the holy spirit revealing unforgiveness or bitterness but i have found in my own life that i've got i can't it's very hard for me to forgive somebody on my own power i really am dependent on the Lord to give me the power to forgive that person and really and make it stick and and not just be giving lip service to it. And so, you know, God says, without me, you can do nothing. And this is one of those areas where we really need the we really need the strength of the Holy Spirit to do what to do the right thing. Yeah. And the right thing is always to not hold bitterness in our heart and to forgive the person. Yeah. So that's that was my take on uh, chapter 12 so what let's talk let's go to chapter 13 escaping the trap what were the, what did you feel were the highlights i'm for you, i'm just going to boil it down to a very simple sentence or two uh, recovery is your choice it's our choice it's not god's choice it's our choice with god and maturity does not come easily it comes with a lot of work uh, i hate to say that but it's true it's worth it, though. It is worth it. Because there'll come a day when you pray and you see the answers. Yeah, for sure. All and right. pray for those who hurt you like you would pray for yourself. Yeah, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I, I think that's I, true. I think one of the things that is a real challenge, but it can really change things and can help you to forgive uh, the other person is to... Just ask the Lord, say, Lord, what is your heart for this person? What, what is your heart for them? And, and if the Lord will give you his heart, and it's always a heart of love. Even if the Lord is angry with somebody, it's, it's still, he comes from a place of love. And we'll still need to forgive them, but it'll be easier to do that if we see what his heart is. And maybe the Lord will reveal to us something about them that is why they may have done what they did to offend us. And uh, when you understand why somebody operates, sometimes it, it just, it makes it easier to, it makes it easier to forgive them and to go from a place of understanding. I'd like the to only, the only other thing, let me just say this, that he just says that in the beginning of the chapter, it takes effort to stay free from offense. 
which in other words, it doesn't come automatically. We, we have to practice staying free from offense, practice being slow to anger and quick to forgive. And <clears throat> the other thing is that he just says this at the end, maturity does not, this is page 144, maturity does not come easily. If it did, all would attain it. Few reach this level of life because of the resistance they face. There's resistance because the course of our society uh, is not godly, but selfish. And so it not only does it take effort, but it really takes maturity oh, to forgive yes. somebody and not to just harbor bitterness and, and resentfulness and just stay in that place. I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, and but it's just, it. we will never, here's the sobering fact is that we will never walk in the fullness of what God has called us to do if we don't deal with offense, if we yeah. don't deal with offense in our life, it affects. And certainly if we are, are prophetic at all, it really taints how we prophesy and, and people will not, they won't hear the truth. Yeah. Anyways, did you have anything else that you wanted to add on this chapter? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> we'll just randomly ask, ask Jenny Hager again, about her insights on uh, chapters 12 and 13. Go ahead, Jenny. On page 139, he quotes Francis Frangipan saying, bitterness is unfulfilled revenge. Yes. I thought, oh yes. my, bitterness is unfulfilled revenge. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was worth pondering on a bit. Another yes, thing yes. coming to me is you mentioned about as a prayer person, you might be offended because your pastor doesn't understand you. To me, when God is working with you to overcome offense, you have to be very careful if you're not, because if a group of you are offended, then you can fan up the fire of offense in your pain. You can all, the conversation can fan up the fire because you're all releasing the pain and you're identifying with others and yes this is bad and this is hurt but somewhere the Lord wants someone to stand up and say we have all been hurt but this is the message from the father that he wants us to forgive he wants us not to be offended there's always got to be a leader that leads out and breaks that that bait of Satan and that's something that I think having read the book and that we're all strong to do that if we find ourselves in situations not only recommending the book but being mm. able to share uh, the to stand up against that spirit and help people recognize this is what's happening and we and, and helping them come through it too he mentions of course how Amnon raped Tamar and how Absalom uh, killed him this is one of the most tragic stories in the bible and the fact that David didn't stand up for Tamar. So there was a wound there in Absalom, like my father is not standing up for my sister. And so that offence got out of hand and he murdered Amnon. And I think there was always a wound in Absalom because he couldn't, he was so offended with his father not doing anything that he, he couldn't get the victory over it. And he became bitter and he became full of revenge the very tragic story, but I was thinking under the new covenant, grace, so much grace. His grace is sufficient. And as you say, we can't do this 
unless the Holy Spirit helps us. We're so reliant on the Holy Spirit. And page 150, we grow in the tough times, not the easy times. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. true. We'd much prefer the easy times. I would anyway. <laughs> but it's the tough times. Looking back, it is the tough times and the tough challenges. And it drives you into the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? You, you realise this is beyond me. I, I, I can't do this. I, I've had people in my life, I've just said, Lord, I... I, I want to love them. I, I can't. I, I just can't. And then I've realized he has given me a love for, and I've always known it was divine love from heaven in me because I wasn't capable of it. It's very humbling, but his grace is sufficient. Yeah, and Jenny, I think I know in a couple of instances where I've been offended by somebody, I, I asked the Lord for his heart for them, and and I end up completely changing my mind, not only forgiving them, but actually, actually understanding them in a new way and, and that there's reconciliation there. That has happened on several occasions that have been just astounding to me that I, I uh, went from just either trying to avoid or just being very annoyed with this, with a particular person, to actually appreciating them in, in a new way. And that can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. and uh, But it does happen. It is possible for that to happen. Amen. Let's, uh, we're going to have time for a breakout session. Let's do that. Um, the breakout session question, I'm not going to be able to type it in the chat here. Maybe you can type I it can for me, Sue. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's the question or, or the, what we need to do. Give us, tell us one thing that you need to do to grow in maturity concerning dealing with offense. What is it that, where, where do you need, where do you know that you need to, to change things in terms of how you handle offense to grow in maturity? Just mention what it is that you need to do. And then how are you going to hold yourself accountable so that you actually do it? Not, so you're not just saying, I know I need to do this, but I'm not doing it. So it's, it's requiring a certain level of transparency, but we are family and this is really important because I'm just telling you guys already know this, but and we've said it before, but we'll say it again. If you can handle, if you can handle dealing with offense, it will, you will grow by leaps and bounds yeah. in, in the kingdom. And, and it's worth the effort of really going after it and being purposeful on dealing with it. Yeah. And you'll experience a freedom that you've that such that you've never felt before. And um, when we're, Susan and I are, are working towards that, we're not, we're not uh, perfect. We're all a work in we're, progress. We're all a work in progress, but we're doing a lot better than we did uh, just a few years ago. So there is hope. And one of the, one of the biggest obstacles, I think to this is to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because we, as Christians, want to all be good and we've forgiven and we've, we're nice and then we go home and there's this root that has not been dealt with. Yeah. Um, it We give per people permission to be honest. This is a safe place. And uh, yeah, there's not going to be any repercussions with being honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty honest with you guys when we opened up for a reason. <clears throat> so let's, let's go to the breakout rooms. Okay. We, will do, we will be in the breakout rooms, let's say, until 20 minutes. Okay. To the hour. Okay. Okay. And have one person 
be assigned to give a brief summary of that's right things that you learned that's right remember what group you're in yeah those are the two we two have seven rooms seven rooms yeah. so you're one of the <laughs> each one of those yeah okay all right have fun everybody yep they are they're going are we recording all right everybody welcome back <clears throat> let's get right into it and uh, we will start with room one spokesperson. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Allison, did you want to do it? We didn't really make a decision. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't take many notes. Um, no, right, I don't I think I can do it. All right, it's note to self. You don't have to be perfect, okay? <laughs> a few people you. said, um, I thought you were handling it really well, Lena, because you were having a lot of conversation yeah. with the others as they were sharing. So I thought you were doing it. So, sure, um, sure. I, so I probably haven't captured some of the things that people were saying. So yeah, um, yeah I don't I mind. It's okay, Alison. I don't mind really. I, I saw you writing notes, but that's fine. I don't mind. Let's see. One person, I think the person that spoke maybe most to me was the person that said that we deal with the offenses in our head. We try to analyze and figure it out and we work it through with God, right? And then, but it's, but being open and addressing it with the other person um, is the challenge, right? It's, it's much easier to say, hey, are you good? We're good, right? I'm good. Are you good? And then we can move on. But so this person was actually challenging herself and finding herself actually more open to be willing to actually talk it out with the other person. And then uh, let's see, one person was talking about, yeah, that sometimes we're the ones causing the offense and we can see it. We can see the person offended. We know that there's a person that's having difficulty in uh, relating and this person was wanting to challenge herself, not to avoid the person. Well, there's a person that she has a conflict with. She could tell. She could tell, hey, I'm offending this person, right? But what's easy is just to avoid them because they're not open to having a conversation, to working things out. And so it takes really courage and um, a change of heart to be allow yourself to be around a person even though they're getting offended and they have issues and they're not open to talking it out <laughs> but the mature thing is not to avoid them and bless them until the day that maybe they would be willing to talk it out right to work things out um oh, and those are um, great points those are yeah. great points i'll just stop at that i'm sure more people have examples <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lena. All right, let's go to room two. Room two, spokesperson. This is Kim. I took notes, but I think Bob would honestly be able to. Could you do that, Bob? Could you speak into this, what we just talked about? Yes, I'll do it, Kim. Thank I'll you. Tell you. I'll tell you what. We had a good, honest, gut discussion about wounds that we have had awesome. and how those wounds have affected us. And I'm telling you what, Kim laid her heart out there and Justin laid his heart out. These people just bared their soul and the things that they're still working through and that this is a challenge of things in the past and letting this stuff go. 
and just I just see that the father wants this honesty and this vulnerable with the fatherness, with the father, not fatherlessness, but the father wants a heart that 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 will be just gut honest and say, I'm not there. What's going on? Why am I not there? And just be real with him so he can be real with us. And and I just I have great hopes for those that were in our group that we're going to see even more healing happen and we're going to experience the love of the father's voice. And our true identity is what he says and not what I think about myself or what others said about me. And I, I think this is crucial. And we had a great session. <laughs> oh, that's so good, Bob. Hey, Bob, why don't you just why don't you just pray for all of us in regards oh, to man. that? Okay, you know, the, Father. The transparency, man. We, the transparency we've been in this. Is so important. Transparency is so important. And yeah. and it is it is it's great that we can do that in in the global watch in 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 this group and it's just it's part of the it's part of the road to to healing and to becoming free and so it's just so awesome so i'm sorry bob go ahead and just pray for us father i have found you so personal that when i really get honest and don't hide that you have a way of speaking truth because you're a father of truth. You want your children healed. You want us living in the fullness. And so, Lord, help all of us from our offenses and things that have happened to hand them over and say, Lord, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do with this, but I know you do. So help me learn and experience your love, grace, and mercy, and truth. Holy Spirit, this is beyond us. It's you, Father, living in us and working through us in all our wounds. We thank you. You're a father that wants healing, and you want us to live in true identity and not false identity. And fear, anxiety, shame, and guilt are not our true identity. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So good. Thank you, Bob. All right, let us go to room three spokesperson. Go ahead. That's me. We started off with somebody talking about positioning the heart in the love of God, especially for family. I think it came through a couple of times about it's most testing with families and to be careful with ourselves and others, making sure that we're actually accountable to God. It's that having that holy fear of God. Uh, And the comment was that we know how we're going by how we flow in sweetness if we're not sweet it's a pretty good indication that things are a bit crook sour we're sour (laughs) another point was stop chatting to others about it we find comfort in talking to others we like to share these woes but we should be isolating ourselves from actually from others for their sake let alone your own and taking it to the lord instead don't feed the soul by justification. The term park the pride, which was used by John Bevere, uh, be quick to say sorry, whether you're in the, the right or the wrong. And, uh, and the example was used when you're married. You can always ask your husband or wife to help you be accountable and say, Show me, tell me when I'm missing it or slipping up. And another one was it qualifying about who you're actually speaking to, whether it's a voice to the nation or to family, etc. 
and how Jesus suffered when he spoke the truth and just continuing to handle or hand over that hurt that you suffer when people are not agreeing with your truth, which is the Lord's truth. Last one, ask God's heart for the person. Somebody mentioned that they had a supervisor who actually spoke about them in front of the rest of the team and it wasn't right. It was terribly wrong. And this person said, Lord, show me this person's heart. And, and in so doing, the Lord showed how the, the supervisor was so offended and suffering himself or herself. And, and so that love grew in this person and they were able to really pray and bless, bless, bless instead and obviously being able to walk in freedom because of that. Mm. That's so good, Alison. I, I just want to comment on in the beginning when you said, talked about sharing, someone sharing their heart with somebody else on, on an offense, that can be pre, kind of... The, that can be dangerous because that can quickly slip into gossip. And, and so one of the things that we can do, I think, is when somebody is doing that with us, we need to be careful that we don't, that we're not quick to agree with them. What we need to do is we need to direct them to actually that the importance of forgiving and direct them in, in that path, because the power of agreement is huge. And that Unfortunately, that means that the power of agreement in a negative view towards somebody else is also very powerful. And boy, can that spread poison like wildfire. And we've, we've all seen it numerous times. And sadly to say, we've all participated in it as well. And we just, this is something that we really need to guard against. You guys have, have permission. If I'm ever sharing my heart with somebody and it's uh, about somebody else and it's sounding like gossip, you have you you have the absolute right to say, hey, you know what? You need to forgive that person, <laughs> and and not be agreeing about about some negative things from somebody. So I, I think that's really important. So, anyways, thank you, Allison. Those are great points. Let's go to room four, spokesperson. Yes, that would be me with my hair helmet happening up here. I might focus in on just a couple of points. One being that it did come up in our room, there are a couple of us who have uh, recognised that we have personality types that will that want to fight for justice. So there's this fine line between using the gift you have of being ready to stand up for what is wrong and then slipping over into offence. And this is a bit of a move for me, this one, I need to calm down. One of the suggestions was also recognising and asking Holy Spirit how do you want me to navigate this situation? Because sometimes it isn't, it isn't always, how do I just not be offended? Sometimes we may be needing to see something. Give me wisdom. Um, and of course, rereading the book was one idea, one, one idea. And then and asking someone for help. So in a situation where there may be an issue in a group setting and somebody is maybe consistently uh, letting people down, not showing up, not pulling their weight, maybe being able to navigate that in a way where we say, okay, this person says, I'll do it, I'll help out, rather than being offended, saying, and who else might get alongside or also be available to do this as well? So it's how can we, I suppose the end thing would be, how can we overcome a potential offence by thinking ahead? Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Oh, that's great. That's great. 
Thank you, Tamara. That's really good points. Let us go to room five spokesperson. Go ahead. That's me. You had some very formidable, lovely ladies in our group. But it was, we came that the area of uh, offense that we received, it's a growing area. It's we, God is really teaching us. And coming there is to come with a renewed mind which again is a process because it's a challenge when we when it is with an individual or with a group it there are dynamics to both of that and to forgive the offense either you can forgive them quickly or you can walk away from it and not and avoid it because you're just not ready to handle the offense or to walk in the path of with even with a renewed mind there are baggages, there are issues that need to be dealt with. In that sense, the accountability would be to have an accountability partner, someone who can guide or help through that process of uh, having a renewed mind. But I believe mm -hmm. that um, uh, we all agreed that the uh, this is the hour that God is wanting us to be mature. He's really putting a finger on that. And uh, so to ask the Holy Spirit is the right thing to do to handle the offenses that God brings. And one of the uh, observations and I think points towards handling offense was to forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. But then there are certain deep wounds that you just don't, are not able to do it so quickly. So you have to find it is a journey with God and also Global Watch, as part of accountability, this is such a provision of God that we can come together here, share our hearts and journey together and be able to share. So just so grateful for this safe platform. And personally, for me, everything prophetic is a very personal touch. This morning I was praying and asking Jesus, I want your heart of intercession and to pray. And sure enough, in the one hour, he showed me an area of unforgiveness with one of the senior most leaders who leads prayer in our city. And she's in, she's 85. <laughs> and somewhere in the long, we had to part ways and all that. But God said, because this weekend, with the dedication, with the feast coming in, the city and our church is gathering together for a revival gathering and prayer and all night prayer and things like that. And the Holy Spirit pointed out to me and said, you have to go and ask for forgiveness and sort this out. Otherwise, it can stop a move of God. And so it will affect the land. And a burden came into my spirit that I don't want to be responsible for stopping the move of God because so many souls of my city are involved and I will humble myself and go and be obedient to God and that's what God did with me half an hour before I joined this group to go wow. to this and we both prayed we released the city we forgave one another I was able to speak with us so Thank you uh, so much. Uh, and that I would jump straight into this conversation and this platform. Praise the Lord. I bless you mm -hmm. both and bless everyone here. And oh, uh, this is. 
Molly, uh, pray for us because I believe that uh, there are people on this line that there's some people that they need to go to and confront these things. And uh, over the past few years, Fred and I, when we see this stuff mounting up, we've become almost fearless in facing this because we've seen the freedom after it. Yeah. So why don't you pray that people, love is perfected in this, that we will have boldness in the day Amen. of judgment. So Amen. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Us, Molly. Thank you, Father God. Thank you that it is your heart's desire that, Lord, that we walk in this maturity as mature sons and daughters, that the enemy will have nothing in us, just as Jesus did. Father, to have that heart of humility to come before you. According to Chronicles, uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. So, Lord, we pray that as you are ministering, into the hearts of our the watchmen that we are from the nations. Father God, we want to be those who will have clean hands and a pure heart and not take the bait of Satan, not be offended and not be part of that, uh, not keep bitter roots. Father, that we will have as we, we give our rights to you, and to heal our broken hearts, heal the hurts that have been caused, even to one another, because you said, confess your sins to one another so that you shall be healed. Father God, so we call forth this heart of a humble heart to submit to one another, to confess our sins to one another. And Lord, by that, that we are a healed group of people as watchmen who can stand boldly before the throne of grace. And Father God, be led by your spirit so that God, we have, we are partnering with heaven for your moves on the earth. And so critical right now for Israel. Father, let there be no offense among us. And forgive us, Father, where we have offended knowingly or unknowingly. And let us walk in that boldness, God, in the day of your coming. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Molly. And we just declare that in your city, that you're going to see breakthrough and it's going to be as a result of your boldness and willingness to, to reconcile with this, this prayer leader in your city. We just mm -hmm. declare that in Jesus name. All right, Amen. let us go on to room six, room six spokesperson. I think we were in room six, so I'm going to speak anyway. And if I'm out of turn, hopefully the next person can forgive me and um, not be offended. Um, <laughs> we shared um, just different perspectives. And so I'll just reflect uh, some of the notes I took. Somebody said, I need to give myself grace and not beat myself up um, and need to forgive myself as well as asking forgiveness from God. And somebody gave the illustration that God said, have you forgiven yourself about this? Um, somebody made the comment that timing is important, need to give time to yourself and to the other people to pray through the situation don't hold on to the offense somebody's quote that we quite liked was offense is not a righteous act um, the attitude of humility repentance and forgiveness as foundational to how we act in this space it, when we were talking in terms of accountability um, keeping ourselves accountable my reflection is that 
for me, I need a mentor or a disciple or somebody else to help keep me accountable and I grow when I have, I'm in that relationship. And we talked about the importance of responding to the love that somebody else has for us to be able to speak into our lives in that way. And we also talked about the significance of having a good relationship with God the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and just how all of that interrelates with Amen. the Spirit speaking to us about things that when he convicts us of sin or stuff that we've got to get sorted and uh, us responding in humility to that. And somebody else said at one stage, the Lord spoke to them and said, don't be elitist. No one is without fault. So um, They're just a reflection of some of the comments. I didn't get to everything I, that Tom oh, was too involved in the discussion, but it uh, was a, ref yes, good comments from people. That's great. Thank you so much, Peter. Let's go to room seven spokesperson. Hello, that's um, us. We had a wonderful group and a lot of honesty. And the first precious brother said that he loved to actually think about and give mental assent to forgiveness. But the whole thing of having to be accountable and actually go do it was a huge leap for him which was wonderfully honest. And then another person was talking about this attitude of accepting correction. I thought that was a lovely way of doing it in our hearts and to actually desire to pray for one another, desire to have this transparency. And she has one of these prayer accountability people and they both do this for one another and it's helped her to grow so, so much and to stay thankful and not to be bitter. And it's not easy. Also, another precious sister has been married for 54 years. Praise the Lord. Not easy. And had to learn to not go to bed holding on to anger. And went to a conference where somebody was basically saying, if we keep stuffing it down, it's unresolved, that bitterness. That can often lead to suicide. And if not, and they're an expressing type of person, that's often the route that leads to murder. So it's really an issue in our day. So inner healing deliverance, and she's really worked with her husband and realized she came in the door the other day and something bugged her and she went, oh, and you know what? I did that this weekend too. Thank you for being honest. And I thought, Lord, where's that coming from? And she realized it's from an offended place. And she immediately said, please forgive me. And the whole thing was over. So I'm praying that we can all wake up to what we do subconsciously without even realizing it. So thank you. Also to have the Lord's word hidden in our hearts. So when we're in that place of confrontational difficulty, we can declare the word of God. Another precious sister who's been on mission for years. I can so identify with what she's saying. When you're walking with people you've loved, you've trusted, you've had deep relationships with, and suddenly there's this betrayal or breakdown of relationship and trying to com communicate. And it just ends up with worse confusion, worse misunderstandings. And she's gone into fasting and worship. And sometimes it's been amazing. There's been a breakthrough. And other times it's been a long and painful endurance. 
And through it, she's asked the Holy Spirit to take her from immaturity into maturity, to ask, actually, what did I do wrong? What am I doing in my soul that could be hurtful to others, to build trust? And she said this whole thing of thankfulness, no matter what the situation, and crying out under the anointing in worship. Then another precious sister um, was saying about the need for really deep transparency. And I, I can really identify with this. Quite honestly, this last weekend, I had a very challenging situation and I, I put something actually up on the, the thread for us. I went to my accountability people and I was sent two wonderful words. One was from a pastor from Australia speaking into Ruth Webb's book, The Grumble Fast, and it's a very powerful application. And the other was from Asha Interata, and that's what really impacted me. Because being prophetic people, what he's saying is we can be pers feel really personally rejected. I felt like Moses with all the complaints and think what Moses went through for 40 years. I had this for three days. I don't think I cope very well at all. Amen. And I said, Lord, help me. And so the first thing is dealing with a personal rejection. The second is dealing with a prophetic indignation. And I thought, wow, that's a powerful word, isn't it? If we feel our God and something we've been entrusted with is being defiled, how do we deal with this? And what he was saying is that we don't allow the Lord to come in and we can't go through the repentance forgiveness process, we can slip into psychic control. And so sadly, this has happened in the prophetic movement. And okay, I hang, on, hang on, we're running over here. Okay. So you, but you, get, you gave great points. And could I, could I just pray that Lord, if that is the case for any one of us, would you please deliver us? Would you heal yes, us from wounded spirits? wounded hearts where emotions are traumatized and he did that for me this weekend in the worship anointing i cried it out and i'm free in jesus name and i pray that for every one of us we can come to jesus come under that anointing and he doesn't want us to walk with it and the last point is that the first thing jesus defined as being a son of god is those who are the peacemakers not the peacekeepers in the sermon on the mount and I pray we can really allow him to do that deep work. Bless you. Amen. Thank you, Hillary. All right, Susan, any last minute comments or announcements before we close? Yes, I just put up a link on the chat of, for this initiative that we're going to be launching into Thursday, December 7th. It was the start of World War II for the U.S. and it's a world war, <laughs> but it also is the start of Hanukkah. And we're converging those two in a, an initiative that you can read about on that page. And I invite everybody to take that seriously. It seems like God is really cleaning out our temples. And this whole mess, this whole book is about getting our temples clean, really. And the this initiative will carry into that for the next week after that. Did I, did I say that? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, did, did okay. that clear? Okay. But anyway, I invite you into that. It, it, we're in a serious hour, I believe, for the fear of the Lord. And there's a great need for 
scriptural uh, clarity at this point with all the stuff that's coming down the pike. And we've got news today of another thing that is just absolutely surprising, but judgment is beginning in the house of the Lord. That means us too. And it does not mean the pointing of the fingers. It means, oh God, help us. We need your help yeah, in this hour. That's it. Amen. That's what the Hanukkah is all about. Getting rid of the darkness and coming into the light. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my dear. All right. Let us have, Lynette, would you close us off in prayer? Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you love us enough to search our hearts, to shine your light in, and to clean us out, Lord, for your glory. And may we be encouraged and drawn closer rather than pull away from you, that we might learn that in all our ways, that you are glorified, not just in our vertical relationship, but in all of our horizontal ones, that we can work with you and be worthy of carrying the light in a dark world. So thank you for your love that searches us out and changes us. By your Holy Spirit, Lord, fill us and use us for your glory. Amen. And Amen. Uh, one last word, never, ever give up. Just keep pressing through. He is with us and greater is he who is in us and he who is in the world. Amen. All God's people said, Amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Safe to each other. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.